We're parked in Golden, B.C. on this sort of uh, trucker's lane. And uh, it's quiet. We drove through Calgary, through the city, against the uh, obsessive directions of the uh, whatever this GPS thing that I still haven't officially ripped into pieces yet. It's a better named U-turn machine, I think. Anyway, um, in Calgary, obviously, you know, the streets are dead. Nobody there. You know, just a few people jogging on the side of the road kind of thing. A couple of vehicles traveling through, but just quiet and dead. And the vibe is horrible. It was all fogged in, close to zero degrees the whole time. You know, all of this time. But the increasing wind, when we were at uh, Severn Dam, the increasing wind, the stormy feeling, the change in the way the birds were acting... <clears throat> the cold temperatures, the ice pellet type rain, uh, all came after three three signs to leave. The first one was when we first got there, and an elderly couple sort of gave us the third degree, you know, where are you from, how long are you here, where are you going, blah, 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 and really shared no information uh, about themselves. But I was just, we were being friendly, I went out of the van and talked to them, and... Uh, and then I had my little cough, which it's just, I don't know, it's come and comes and goes throughout the whole ascension long before the, the, the uh, CV showed up. And as soon as that happened, boy, they hit the road right now. Gotta go. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny. And I said to Dina, that was, that's just weird a little bit, that, uh, that whole conversation. I felt like, you know, just somebody in the area wanted to know how long we planned to stay. <clears throat> anyway, that was first one. Second one was a friendly... Um, you know, just young lady. I don't know why I would say it that way because I don't feel old, but, you know, 20s or something, who uh, friendly worked for, I think, the county and stopped only to talk to us, uh, whatever she was doing, to say, you know, you might be told by a bylaw to leave. And then we found out they put up a no camping sign, you know, just a couple of days earlier or something. <clears throat> And uh, and then the third one was when bylaw came in and just locked up the bathroom. So, you know, it was just a sign to go. Anyway, uh, today I woke up and I thought to myself, I wanted to contact uh, press just to indicate that the Minister of the Environment was more focused on trying to keep their parks division profitable than to address though you know in an emergency those who might need a place to park not only that but shut down sites to make it profitable in other words just took them right off the market and made the other ones more expensive which i mentioned and i thought this is bullshit you know and, and that's what sort of triggered the whole thing is just the integrity is completely gone you'd have to be a brain dead minister to start thinking like that you know what i mean the profits is you want profits like i said before you can't have your cake and eat it too then open up the economy you want to play, uh, you want to pander to the to a World Health Organization that only gives a shit about a political perspective funded by billionaires with other agendas, billionaires including Bill Gates tied into the whole uh, vaccine thing, then you do that. But you can't have both. You must do one or the other. And if you're going to do one, then you must come to the table with the other. So I didn't. It hit me. I got a few sort of little epiphanies. One uh, was just a synchronicity that if you want to, uh, th that, you know, if you're essentially awake, then you don't really give a rat's ass what 
the sheep think. Um, you just stand in your own power. You're not being held to any particular type of a reality by those who are the sheep. And that hit me. The other one is the game is very old. I wrote this comment recently, and it was just because it was an epiphany thing came in. Uh, I'd asked for it. I asked for a little bit of insight, and the, and what I got was the game is eons old, and the rules will never change. You either play the game or get up from the table and walk away. And I thought, holy shit, is that ever true? So it speaks to this whole brick wall thing. There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go back. There's nowhere to go forward. You have to walk away from the game, which is the surrender. Other things that came were this connection. I mean, it's it's on a tangent side. Uh, maybe I'll get to it in a minute. It's to do with pets, but it has to do with us coming to the understanding and the full and complete understanding through the process of healing. It's an inside-outside type of um, energetic shift, and it comes in time, and you can have you know, an understanding of it and then sort of forget about it. You can have an understanding and sort of surrender and then all of a sudden you see shit going on in the world and you think, man, you know, we better do something about it. But eventually you get to the point where you realize that the masters, they weren't in the pol political arena. They were in the spiritual arena entirely. And so what I've always wanted to be able to do is sit down next to a completely totally brainwashed sheep and not care that their understanding or perspective or ideas beliefs are completely the opposite of what I understand to be true is to just not care and just still be able to be in a high vibe with them and the only way to do that is to not be afraid of them and to not be concerned um, about how they might control my future because so many of them aligned to uh, the instruction set coming out of the ethers, basically, but it's not you know not ethers spiritually, but out of out of the cloud of billionaires that are trying to shape society around the globe. And it's amazing, you know, some of the things that went through my mind after talking with different government workers is, you know, it's rude, but it, seriously, can you be that stupid and still be hired to represent your community? I'm I'm really surprised about stuff like that, because. It just never, it never ends, even with the climate change. Yes, there's extreme heat and extreme cold, but we're coming into exactly what I understood would be coming a long time ago. And it's going to get to the point where it becomes completely undeniable, but then it's still going to be believed by the sheep. The same message is coming out of a New World Order organization, IPCC or World Health Organization or Environment or whatever the hell it is. The professionals that are paid by the billionaires are going to come out and say, yes, this is the end result, climate change, it's worse than we thought. We, we're going to have to collect more carbon tax, you know what I mean, or whatever the hell they're going to come up, and the sheep are going to buy into it. In the face of, number one, those who straight out said it was going to get colder, we were heading into colder temperatures, or let's say initially that global warming was a bunch of bullshit. They adapted. They went to climate change. Then we said it's going to get colder, grand solar minimum. And they manipulate temperature data and they have professionals or whatever it is, higher professionals, to say something different. And we could say, once we're in the middle of an ice age, mini ice age, um, have you noticed that everything that the globalists said would happen to do with global warming didn't happen? Have you noticed that what happened is, is exactly what those uh, 
said who disagreed that we were coming into a mini ice age, and and I and and other things. I, I can't remember what was what was popping in my head, but essentially, um, just the whole story. I wish I could remember the second part, but even then, even by going through each thing that is entirely wrong, which was the whole story of global warming, it won't matter. The sheep will never stop getting their opinion from paid professionals. You know, and when I look at the mainstream media, all, all I see are companies in a very competitive environment fighting, what is it, six owners of all the media, fighting for, potentially fighting, colluding, um, working together, you know, in, in many different ways to grab market share. And it's done by shiny, by, by dangling shiny things to the sheep, basically. Fear, worry. And, and then it just, it just got totally owned by those billionaires. I mean, you'd have to be a moron billionaire not to own media companies to shape public opinion about everything you do, every product you make. And look at Bill Gates. This guy is a, is a garage computer geek who stole the information uh, and technology and, you know, copied it in order to become Bill Gates. So he's just a... He doesn't qualify as anybody with any high level of intelligence beyond just being a fucking criminal. And they're smart criminals, but he's not that smart of a criminal. Maybe he is. He's Bill Gates. But here's the thing. He's not a medical professional. So how the hell did this guy become the vaccine authority of the globe? You know what I mean? And uh, anyway, so I'm not going to go down that road anymore. This is what I'm trying to say. I feel like I'm in between. I'm right on that threshold point where I understand that none of this, none of the people in this particular version of reality can determine my future. In which case, I can, and I know that it's the best thing, sit down with anybody, no matter what their perspective or opinion is, and just not have to be triggered into fixing it, shaping it, or, or um, exposing it, or whatever. And I think that's where we need to be. Some of us are. Some of us could just completely do that. I found it really difficult because I just always, I don't know, I just always triggered when, when I saw what I saw. So I definitely don't feel like the effort is worth it to fight the, the opinions of others. And so I didn't call media and I didn't make any calls to the government. I didn't hear back from the government, obviously. They're not uh, interested in in uh, solving any problems beyond, you know, whatever it is they're working on new ways to shut parts of the community down or whatever the hell it is they're thinking um in my conversations with these different people in government absolutely every single one of them think thinks everything is just going to carry on just fine we just turn the switch back on and the economy will be right back where it was for canada that was a downward spiral into a complete and total oblivious explosion of uh, economic progress. So if that's the case, we're fucked anyway. But it's not going to just do that. It's going to be a very slow start and a whole lot of changes. A whole lot of changes in consumer behavior too, which are going to uh, surprise a lot of people out there because their habits have changed. Um, we used to stop for McDonald's coffees on the road. We don't do that because they won't allow us to walk through the drive through during this period of time. He can't go in the restaurant. So I probably never get coffees there again because it was just an easy thing 
now we're sort of used to just drinking the coffee that we make here. Um, and it makes sense. So things like that, just simplicity. Uh, the other thing was uh, how we shape reality. I've had a, I had a pet when I was younger named Sugar Bear, and I recognized uh, or remembered everything that was so special about Sugar Bear. We had a very sort of close relationship as a kid. He was very loving, very protective. And I had different Sugar Bears throughout my life, on and off. It was the same personality, the same sort of thing. The dog did the same things. And, uh, and I recognized that it was when I took an interest in a dog, whether it was a family pet or um, even staying with friends, well, you know, a long, not that long ago, 10 years ago, whatever, and the dog just just took me as, as, the, uh, as his sort of owner or whatever. It's not really an owner, but um, where you focus your love, you know, it's a, it's a wise old teacher of mine said, if, just find something you love in whatever it is you're doing that you don't like to do. And I can I extrapolate and I pull wisdom and I extrapolate and I use it for anything and everything where it'll fit later. And I think that's probably where um, my gift is is in solving puzzles. Not so much, you know, there's great channels out there that channel incredibly in, interesting information and, and detailed information. And I get some of it, but I mostly, I just like to put pieces of the puzzle together and then I'll get little epiphanies that help me do it. So when... When you look at how uh, humans are with their consciousness, it's multidimensional, and it's and that would be love. <clears throat> and you have an animal instinct. It might even you know it's a good point here is you know we see animals taking care of their young. That's animal instinct. It looks a lot like love, and we have real, real parents, human parents that are exactly the same. They haven't had enough lifetimes to develop a flow of love and compassion but their animal instinct can look like love um, and light workers a lot of light workers had those parents that just just animal instinct they just couldn't even grasp the idea of empathy or compassion or love um, so it's just, when you when you feel love you are sending love to whatever it is that you're loving it could be your child your pet family spouse boyfriend girlfriend or whatever even your job and then the job just gets better and better, doesn't it? And relationships, if you know, if you're in a struggle, and you drop into fear about the struggle with whatever you're in a relationship with people, or um, even work and things like that, then you tend to uh, you're feeding ener- that energy into that scenario, into those situations, and you tend to make it. You don't tend. You make it worse. You begin to align yourself with that version of things. That version of your spouse or girlfriend or boyfriend or your job because you're worried about it you're worried about somebody cheating you're worried about get having a psychopathic boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever it is that you begin to feed that energy into the relationship you begin to attract that first of all that's why you know people i think i did a recording on it before why do i attract certain kinds of relationships because you're your fear you're aligned to the fear of it um, or you're in a good relationship and it just gets worse and worse and worse and you don't understand why um, and this goes back to the pet you see a pet, it's really cute. You begin to build a relationship with the pet, and all of a sudden it's it's this sort of same feeling you had with another pet. It's the, the idea that people talk about, you know, pets reincarnating. You can just sort of find a pet, go to a pet store, look for a pet, 
and uh, and essentially you're pulling in like a walk-in you're pulling in the consciousness or love of that pet it's aligning to the frequency of your love so if you can stay in a state of love like a master then those around you want to support you and this is the whole idea of stop judging the people that you know you could call idiots or sheep or whatever drones or whatever and I wanted to talk about AI as well so the whole point is becoming non-judgmental because you're not in fear that these people can shape your life or shape your future, change your society or culture to the point where you don't want to be in it anymore. So you got to let go of those fears. Then you all of a sudden are supported by all frequencies in a sense because you have stopped being polarized kind of, kind of thing. So Because I, I find you know that negativity tends to be harder on lightworkers who aware, are aware and judge it as being negative. Um, and so that's sort of part of the understanding of why maybe it's just better uh, not to judge. Anyway, if, you, if you're not afraid, then you're not going to be judging. The, and that was a, that's an important insight. And I know that this recording is different than a lot of recordings. I get right into it hardcore and I just lay it out. This one's a little different. It's because the energy is different. Um, things are just a little bit different. So uh, just for reference, we haven't seen the sun forever where we were in Alberta, and then we finally get out of Alberta and into BC, Golden BC, just step into BC, and we have sunshine. And I've seen this before. It's We go to a place, it was all high vibe at that place last year at uh, Severn Dam in Alberta, beautiful skies and stuff like that. And then we were nudged to get out of there, and we did. And then we go back because we still had this sort of frequency alignment to, that was a very peaceful spot. We were still interested in having time to heal. But then we get there, and we have those sort of three meetings of people. Felt like being nudged. Definitely the last one. The last two did. And the first one, it was just an intuitive feeling that it's like we weren't really being welcomed there. Um, and the vibe just drops all around. It just dropped all around very quickly. And now, someday I'm going to do a recording about it because I don't understand it fully. But the powerful experience of it is that if we stay in a spot too long, I don't know exactly what spots there are, but it has to do with frequencies changing. If I stay in a spot too long, let's say it's outside of some sort of business, it'll be within three days, let's say, that there's cops arresting people there. Or we're in a, another spot and we're there for too long and there's another massive drama unfolding in front of us. And there's times when we just get moved, you know, get, get sort of pushed along. Um, and we can be in a place, like in the winter, we can sort of be peacefully ignored and quiet when, we, when it's like we're, we're getting time off because we can't drive and move. And so we're not we're not in uh, experiencing any drama like when we parked uh, this winter in BC. But there, no question about it. There's something these frequencies and vibes get lower if we stay in one spot too long, and it's freaking me out because it makes me think, well, what what's going on here? And I don't know exactly what's going on, but there's a d direct relationship there. It's not indirect. We see it. It's as though the area we're in can't handle, because I'm not low vibe, uh, neither is the DNA or Julia. It's like the area around us can't handle high vibe for too long, and it starts to get, goes through uh, turbulence, a lot of turbulence, and then things start to lash out in that area. People start to get angry, and so we move on. And I was told that our energy would interfere with other energies, or not interfere, but interact, and that was part of this road trip. And I also understood that three awake people, which we are, is a very powerful point of uh, energy exponential exponentially awake energy kind of thing it has a profound effect on others and I've seen me have an effect or us have an effect on others 
it's just, it's just undeniable. It's just a, for another day because I, I got to really kind of I don't know come through uh, more of this journey to reflect back and I don't know. There's just more to know, I guess. Um, I wanted to talk about AI a little bit. Uh, it came up in a comment. Echo Tear put a comment up at the last video, and it's something that I've thought on and off about. And I tend not to think about it because it's just too weird. But um, you know, when I'm dealing with people, we don't really know what's going on. There's people that talk about Hillary Clinton having drones or no drones, clones, <laughs> and because she changes all the time, the look and Pelosi does too, and. There's other stories like that of cloned uh, sort of power people, people that, um, and then people that change. They're one way, and then all of a sudden they have a completely, they've aligned politically, let's say, in a completely opposite way. And uh, and we have all of these potential possibilities. Uh, one thing I was going to talk about to give perspective is flat Earth, round Earth. When I woke up, I began, I don't know why it crossed my plate, but I began to wonder myself about flat Earth, round Earth. And then there was nobody to talk to about it because everybody would think I was just stupid. And I did try to talk about it in a sort of non-serious way, and it just there was nowhere to go with it. But I knew there was something to it. And I've been through reality shifts where I know I'm not even on a planet. I'm in a, It just feels like I'm in a holodeck. There's no life. There's no wind. There's no nothing. It's just kind of dead. It just has that feeling. Um, oh, shit, I'm losing my place here. Where? Oh, shit. I mean, really losing my place. For a second. Okay, flat Earth. I had to pause it. I just completely blanked out. It's flat Earth. I had to pause it, not stop the recording, because I don't want to edit them, but pause it and then go listen to the tail end of it. Anyway, I understood that there is a flat Earth, a round Earth. There's every version that everybody truly buys into, because if you can think of it, then the reality exists. And if I guess if you align to it and play with it and activate it and send lots of energy to it, you can live it or something along those lines. I don't really know what establishes the highest potentials, but I know we co-create and we're kind of locked into a spectrum of frequency that determines a general direction of planet Earth and the experiences it will have. And within that spectrum of multidimensional reality, we align with different collectives uh, depending on the core frequency that we embody, what we truly believe, think, and feel. So I understood that both existed. And hopefully, if I can remember even why I'm, I'm talking about this, that all... Okay, so that it maybe just goes back to the pets. I hope I didn't tangent off so far. I can't remember where I was. But whatever it is that you're going to feed into... Um, with your energy is what you are activating. And we know this, we know all this, but this is just, this is coming, this is building a perspective that has new highlights, I guess. I don't know. Um, There's a, yeah. Oh, this is going to be a hard recording. Where we direct our energy, our consciousness, uh, we have the free choice ability to focus it wherever we want and that determines which collective we align with you know what we come in harmony with like the people who have subscribed to the site align to some extent enough of an extent that they're subscribed and we're sharing information and this is a in a sense a co-creation or a realignment of us to uh, a different kind of reality or different version of reality 
and we're figuring out along the way and evolving and healing in order to be able to match what it is we're figuring out or to come in alignment with what we understand reality to be a new truth and uh and this again goes back to speaking why in order to move into a reality of unity then we would have to stop sort of being polarized or judgmental within this sort of playing field of multiple opinions that, that don't agree with us um and by doing that then we're essentially we're truly releasing fear so it's a real sort of battleground or playground um where you can't fool anybody you can't fool yourself and i just feel like there's been so many things and sorry i didn't go very far in that last sort of explanation maybe that was good enough but i just feel there's been so many things that have roadblocked us for for the longest time decades that have shaped the direction of my life um that it's and i like to use this but it's just i didn't do the statistics on it but statistically just from a very fucking obvious perspective impossible for a life to play out like this and i believe entirely 99 percent that it has to do with holding myself back hold you know we hold ourselves back in order to learn what we need to learn so that we can move forward and so we end up sort of going through experiences that you just don't understand why you're going through them you see other people and their lives seem to be easy and breezy and, and you know you go through this all the self-worth stuff why doesn't this work or whatever the case is but it's because the true value here it can't be measured in physical reality because physical reality is just a fucking manifestation of the spiritual you know we're talking about the parent energy here and that's what we're trying to do the spiritual energy is just a slice of conscious uh, experience you know what I mean small slice low frequency low vibrational slice if you want to start truly evolving and this might speak to the meek inheriting the earth then essentially you're going to squeeze through the eye of that needle and leave everything that looks feels and tastes like ego behind and and the judgmental perspectives and all of the fucking brainwashing we go through that makes us want to do things in a certain way to survive or to thrive or rise up in the physical realm but when you've learned enough lessons in the physical realm and you've developed empathy and compassion, love, and and you have a desire for unity and having great experiences, uh, you know, in a community, in a collective, and I don't mean just a physical community, but just as a soul family or as, as a whole, then you have to sort of shake off the physical limitations. And those limitations are just about everything. So this roadblock or the unsolvable problem that will never go away, um, I believe it has everything to do with... Um, the frequencies that hold that that we embody that hold us back so we tend to be in situations that really spook us make us sick make us feel like we just don't want to be here anymore and you face it until the surrender happens but the surrender it's not just about letting go i'm going to hear that and i say it. it's not just about letting go it's about reprogramming ourselves and we can't do that until we see a higher perspective of reality and we can't do that <sighs> until we go through the dark night of the soul to such an extent that you just come to the final conclusion um, or you wear yourself out entirely that there's no room for judgment where we're going there's we don't we can't take it with us we can't take the fear the judgment is part of the fear if you're not afraid of anything i can't remember the last time i was having a blast or a whole lot of fun that i was sitting there judging things certainly not in a serious way so that's it 
there's not much more to talk about. Those are the things that popped up. I don't want to fight. I, it's, you know, I get the idea that we're, you know, we should change, we should push back, but I haven't seen a single sort of white hat knock the feet out from underneath the dark energy hats. All I see is the dark energy hats um, destroying themselves. And I think what's happening, the very first visual, one of the first visuals I had, and I've mentioned it before, are two sine waves in parallel, one on top of the other. And intuitively, I understood the top one was positive energy, and the one stuck to it underneath was negative energy. And the one underneath was gradually falling away as they moved from left to right on a sort of my mental imagination screen. And we were talking yesterday, me and Adina, and she got a down epiphany, download, whatever you want to call it. She gets those. And she was saying that, uh, you know, because I was thinking at the same time, that why didn't it go up? Why wasn't the positive one going up and the negative one staying there? That's not what happened. It might even speak to why this negativity explodes around us where if we stay too long, and, and even to the point where it gets dangerous. And um, and what we thought, what she thought was that the, the we're already at that frequency. We're at that frequency, and that's why we're waking up. And so, yes, we're raising our frequency, but I think what we're really doing is we're releasing the negative frequency that is holding us uh, to the other negative frequency. In other words, if we were at, um, let's say, a frequency of, I don't know, let's just, just in a frequency of 50, and that's on top, and then the darker energy or the lower frequency is a frequency of 40. And so they're close enough together, but now they're diverging because they don't see things anywhere near the same. One frequency is mostly, let's say, fear and animal instinct in many ways, not not just animal instinct, but more so than love and compassion. <clears throat> All the way to the darker, hardcore, let's say, controllers and just people that have no compassion that just are animal instinct. And then on top, we have people who carry some animal instinct and fear and things like that, but more compassion and love than, than the darker energy. And so, and we're, let's say we're at that, what did I say, um, 50? And, but we're weighed down by the um, the low frequency, so essentially we're shedding the low frequency, and so that maybe I'm, I'm saying this wrong. So the low frequency is falling away from us. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm the two sine waves are just humanity, and some portion of of humanity is dropping the low frequency. But here's the point. The low frequency, as we've seen, is getting lower. This isn't a case of where we seem to be getting higher. We're suffering like you know, so much in in this shift because we're waiting for things to change. But what's really physically happening is the dark side or the low frequency people are just getting dumber, meaner, more afraid, harder to be around, and it's isolating. And you don't know how to step back in that reality because you can't, because it's falling away. It's no longer in our frequency. We're trying to figure out how the hell to make things work doing the best we can. Some people do have lives at work. Some people don't. Whatever it is, it's reflective of the type of healing that we need to do. It's not like a punishment, which is fucking feels like that sometimes. So as I go through this, I guess what I'm understanding is for as much as I'm not seeing enough change physically to make me feel like everything's going to be okay on the days that I feel scattered, the energy like today, 
I have to look at the big picture and understand that first energy changes, then physical matter changes. But I'm, we are seeing the dark side get stupider. They, they don't, even the people in government can't even see the writing on the wall. They don't, they have, it's, it's as though they, they never even read a book about economy or business or anything like that. I mean, they've been told that, uh, it's some of them, because I said, you know, there's other issues with, with, uh, I said the hospitals are empty and I knew I was going to hear this. Oh, well, cause we're doing such a great job. I said, you, f- I, I, I did in my head, I was, I'm just thinking, fuck, I knew this was going to be the answer, right? You're doing a great job. There's nobody sick. It's just, it's like a fucking magic show. Anyway. So I, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. I said, uh, Oh shit! I, I won't go into it. I don't want to go down this road again, and I forget what I was going to say. But yeah, it's it's just somebody gave them that information, and somebody also gave them other information about um, about the truth of what's going on, and they're just spitting it out. They're too. I can't remember. They've been hired to do a job. They have a fucking degree or whatever it is, and they're too smart to look at the truth for themselves. They listen to other professionals, and that's their truth. And uh, and they're just getting dumber and dumber and dumber. It's their li- they're in, and I mean like ignorant and black and white in that sense. And they're not willing to look at anything. They're just going to fade away. I guess that's what I'm saying. They're getting so narrow-minded, so narrowly focused so unbelievably lost in the drama and the role that they're playing that they can't see anything outside of it. And I can't fucking imagine what kind of life they're going to live because when I drive through Canada and I see the 5G towers and they look like prison monitor systems and I feel it when I go by them, the negativity uh, of it, uh, although you know, I guess you can, you know, you can shape your belief about things and change it. But when I when I roll across Canada and America and things like that on this journey and I meet people and have conversations about things, these people are in for the massive, I don't know how they'll ever get out. I think it'll just destroy itself. If you look at the rise and decline of civilization, the stages, they're in bondage and they're all happy about it. Like that's not in there. You know what I mean? That's not in the rise and decline of civilizations. There's sort of slavery and, and then gradual independence, and then abundance, and then apathy, and then giving your sovereignty away back to slavery, and then total bondage again, and then spirituality or whatever starts to kick in and you begin to find your your sense of, or desire for freedom. But these people, they just fucking love it. They're in the bathtub with it, they're playing with it, they love being told what the truth is, they love being told how to manipulate everything, how to get everybody to listen to them and lock them all down. You know what I mean? It's like a sense of power. Man, if you empower people, you give them a suit and a tie and a fucking hat that says killer and they'll be a killer. Like If you don't have compassion, if all you have is animal instinct, you will do what you're told when somebody gives you power, empowers you with a hat. And I've seen it on 911 in the Yukon um, when the orange jacket students that were empowered to tell the other students what to do, they just went total Hitler. You know what I mean? Like, there's absolutely no, no, no wide scope of view. And they literally lined, was it 800 students, eight, almost 900 students up in the field outside of the school directly 
under the oncoming plane that had apparently sent an emergency signal into the airport and there were snipers on the roof. They literally put them in the line of danger and almost burnt down the dorm because they hauled people out of there so fast the oven or stove didn't get turned off. They told me not to go to my car and I fucking, no way, I'm getting in my car and going downtown. You have no authority over me. And so I went downtown and watched people blowing through the traffic lights. You know, the, the lights were, it was just nuts. I think all the lights were turned into flash mode too. I, I can't remember. But nobody was yielding to anybody. It was just flying through as though there was a big bomb that was going to fall on the city of Whitehorse. So I said to Adina, I said, man, I don't, I don't even feel comfortable living on a planet where I know there's this many people that can be programmed into doing things that make no sense, that are dangerous. I said, I don't think that we will ever be pulling this back together. It is, And I already know it's a divergence, but it's gone so far that, you know, there's two things. One, I could never feel comfortable in communities knowing that about half of them have no compassion or very little compassion. One. Two, um, there's no place to go back in and integrate. So three, and this is where I'm at now, we're going to go park. I'm grateful that we have a place to park. It's a, uh, a rec center that a very compassionate uh, housing guy uh, worked on that uh, to allow people to park in the parking lot and have a shower and clean up and who knows what. But holy fuck, just scour the country and find that. Why isn't that everywhere? You know what I mean? If you have a problem with society and you can't address it by just making uh, crimes more punishable arresting people and putting them away longer you know what I mean you can't do that you have to address the actual problem so you know like I said I would be happy to align my ability to enhance a community simply because it's the first fucking helping hand from a sort of uh you know my strange nation here that said sure come on in you can park there's room for you it's a lot of guys camping in tents if you know if, as long as you're not scared I said no I'm not scared of that we've seen way more action than that that's nothing those guys in those tents they're not scary they're not looking to do anything they might have a few quirks here and there but I've met them and that you know there's many of them are just uh, they're just very compassionate and they can't function in the system that's out there you know, contrary to popular belief that they're crazy and they're going to kill you. These people are just people. Um, so, and what was I getting to a point? Yeah, so we're going to be there. I'm losing my, sorry, this is all scattered. We're going to be there. And oh yeah, and the third thing or whatever, this sort of other potential is that I'm not going to be afraid of other people in that sense. I'm not going to judge them. I'm not going to care what their political alignment is. I'm not going to fucking join them, you know, for dinner, having discussions about anything about that stuff. But as a, if you're coming into mastery and you're going to be a healer or a community leader, you're just going to have to drop that shit and you're going to, and I'm the worst. There's so many people who listen to this channel that don't have this problem. Uh, and, and I subscribe to some of them and, uh, I just don't describe, subscribe to that many cause I'm on data, limited data. And I pretty much got to turn everything into a shitty audio online and then download it and listen to it. So I don't even get to see very much, but, uh, yeah, so the, it's stepping back into reality, understanding that I'm aligning to a reality based on where I'm focusing my energy, and I'm looking to find something I love in whatever it is that I do and whoever it is I do it with. 
So um, even for those who used to sort of freak me out with what they, how brainwashed they are, I'm sure I can find something about them that I love. And one of the biggest keys in this journey I found is we have to find something we love in everybody and everything in order to be the master, in order to break through the door. The door, let's say, to your new life is vibrational. That means when you come into a certain vibration, you can see it, kind of like looking at a fan uh, and you blink your eyes and then all of a sudden you can see it because you can see it for a split second. You can see the fan blade. You're coming into a frequency where you can see the opportunity, the right people, the right place, the right thing. <clears throat> so you really have to sort of hone your intuition, which this journey does. Um, you're coming into, okay, so you, what I'm trying to say here is that spirit is in everything. It's in every manifestation. It's in every person. It's the soul, the, it's the multidimensional uh, energy that we all embody to some extent. And the more we embody, the more love we are capable of, the more empathy and compassion. Um, it sits quietly behind the human senses. That's my understanding. And we can merge more with it as we sort of decompress or expand ourselves, expand our consciousness to make room for higher vibrational energy. And so rather than judge people who freak me out, I'm going to have to find something I love about them. And that would just be that spirits decide everything. This is going to turn into longer than I thought because I do, you know, a lot of things hit me on the road. But the other thing is the people in my life. They're getting onto something else now, but I'll come back, I guess, to what I was talking about maybe. <clears throat> the people in my life, some of them freak me out because they, they have this entirely different experience right and as a light worker you already feel on the outside so you have these relationships you have these certain people that are doing different things in their life and you don't seem to resonate i don't know how to put this but essentially the mirrors people in our lives that make us think make us wonder piss us off make us feel good all of these sort of these major people in our lives are shaping the experience and our sort of attitude and I believe, we, you know, we coordinate this before we come in here. And it could be parents and friends and, you know, family and stuff like that. And uh, and just, and even, you know, uh, casual encounters, strangers that change the direction of your life uh, in, a, in a chance meeting, in a strange meeting, let's say. And and these are, these are like vibrational experiences that they're like little programming points and they have this impact on us. And so I understood in this journey that I had to leave the past behind and essentially leave everyone behind that wasn't capable of sustaining a higher vibrational state of conscious awareness because I was triggering the shit out of them. It was getting insane and it was very unpleasant and I didn't want to be around them. And I psychically understood and was told, and I man, the, some of the messages were crystal clear unbelievable as coming in from sleep into awakeness not dreaming but essentially hearing it awake and uh was they had to be left behind before anything could change because i was still feeding into a reality that was holding me in a low frequency and it was making my life hell a living hell so they had to be released because they couldn't come with me and so the divergence and the delay in this divergence 
I believe it has a lot to do with a couple of things. One, giving the lightworkers the time they need to make their final decisions about what relationships they're going to keep or leave behind. And two, how much fear are they willing to release and how much of a master are they willing to become by being able to love everybody, no matter what their opinion is. And in order to do that, you would have to come to a higher state of wisdom and compassion um, and, and potentially just having a very fucking hard time of it until you finally realize that you, you just don't have the energy to hate or judge or whatever the case is. And that you're willing not to because you begin to understand you don't have to fight anymore. These are sheep that don't have any influence over what timeline you choose to align with by programming yourself and your core frequency. That essentially the lion or the spirit worker uh, and this might go to the lion, yeah, lays down with the lamb, I don't know. But the lion doesn't give a shit what the sheep thinks, right? Because the sheep is a fucking sheep. The lion is what seems to be designing the way we live. Certainly in the darker frequency lions have fucking taken total control. But when the lion will lay down with the sheep, I believe that that's essentially humanity laying down with the sheep not in fear anymore, not in judgment, and connecting to them because they are essentially a student at that point. And they're, you know, and that's what I mean. I don't know that the lion laying down with the lamb means that, but it fits. So <clears throat> there we go. I think that covers all of it. There's a lot of food for thought because I don't feel good when I fight. And this is why I stopped. Even if it's, you know, even if... It doesn't matter what the scenario is. Afterwards, I just feel like I don't want to fight. And now I know nobody can hear me. And now I know the darker is getting darker. And it's definitely uh, a very, a, you know, a, a definite physical um, or me uh, measurable, tangible variable that shows me that it's moving in a different direction, that we're diverging. I don't, and you can imagine now just how far will it go? How far, how dark can dark go before? we fully diverge. I don't think we're that far off from it. We're not that far to go. Looks like I'm being given nudges to get the hell off here because it's getting louder out there. We're on the side of the road. So I guess we're going to find out how dark it will go. Oh, I didn't get into the AI thing. Let me do that really quickly. Okay. That's what I probably forgot. AI. What is it? Artificial intelligence? Um, artificial intelligence people, people who have been, are they clones? Is it multidimensional reality and shifting through timelines and we experience different versions of people? Is it a level of frequency of consciousness, which seems to be the more physics version or more, more rational or less dramatic version of things? But I've seen so many things that make me think people are AI. Um, but my point is, is that it seems that if we were to, the part I had a problem with was, was the fact that that consciousness was getting stupider, darker, meaner, more linear. In other words, it was going backwards. And that's the part I couldn't understand. It just, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, rationalize it or whatever. I couldn't, I couldn't put it to bed. And so that's what made me think about, AI, you know, are these AI individuals? You know, there's something different about them. They're not who they used to be. And it's beyond just a different, slightly, slightly different version of them from shifting timelines and frequencies. However, we are shifting timelines and frequencies um, into what I understand to be um, 
essentially part of the bigger picture that takes us to higher frequency reality, which I have seen, but it seems to involve being immersed in lower frequency reality with all the crap that we're having to deal with. So, again, so what is, and this was the flat earth, round earth thing. It's all exists. Whatever I think exists, exists. It's, it's now consciously uh, energized through free choice to think in that direction. Does it mean I'm going to experience it? No. Is it a possibility? Yes. Is it a probability? No. Is it a high probability? Or maybe, but is it a high probability? Not unless I'm really believing it. <clears throat> but it, so we have, again, we have clones, drone type people. We have clones, let's say, that are enhanced with some kind of artificial intelligence. I'm not even sure that we have artificial intelligence in a real way here yet. We have some re really good algorithms. You know what I mean? Really good arrays, really good data sorting techniques and shit. But when I go looking on Google, I mean, it's it couldn't be worse. It's you know what I mean? Like their their search algorithm compared to the reality I was in on the outskirts of the, of the Milky Way wouldn't have made five bucks. It would have been laughed. It would have been laughed away. I don't know if that's because of the immense censorship or what. But when I used to search things on Google, man, I could find exactly what I wanted and all kinds of stuff. When I go there now, I just stop searching. I don't even use it. Um, yeah. And I use DuckGo anyway. So, getting back, I keep, I don't know why I keep getting pulled away from this. Uh, anyway, what I think it is, you can think about it. You, there's all kinds of stuff. I believe there is, um, I believe it must be multidimensional reality shifting and it must be the frequency of consciousness diverging which would give us a real physics answer to this but in a in an what a, from direct observation what i would say is that it sure does look like these people are stupid robots ai bad ai google ai um and, I, and I'm not trying to, and I'm really not trying to be mean here. I'm not. It's my interactions with them. It seems that there's their ability to expand thought and idea around a subject have diminished to nothing. And it wasn't like that. You know what I mean? Um, and it's quite possible, and I've said this before, that the soul or whatever it is that they embody, we've already diverged. And that's, and I believe that that's the case two i just i can't i can't know anything for sure we've diverged and what's left what we're dealing with is the echo that who these people used to be <coughs> is bleeding out into their own version of reality somewhere on another planet or another frequency of space time and that they have some shell version of us and we have sh some shell version of them because we're still co-creating we're co-creating together in a sense i mean i can animate an entire let's say uh, reality and interact with it just the power of my consciousness let's say because we've had these discussions other people have too um, but let's and so I could have people in my reality in my toroidal field um, interacting with me who are just no longer here anymore I choose how, what they're going to be like because I have created a belief as to who they are what if I stop believing in them what if I stopped being connected to them what if I stopped feeding into them what if they just meant nothing to me anymore Maybe they would just completely fade away. And I would actually make a bigger jump because I'm not weighed down by the emotional projection of negative frequency. 
uh, into other beings. <clears throat> but anyway, let's say that there are, for the sake of uh, ease and description, two planets. And on one planet are the high vibe, or at least beyond the 50% threshold of compassion versus fear. And on the other one is the more fear than compassion. And then on either side are just the physical bodies that are being animated by the consciousness in which they are located. In other words, the high vibe people continue to animate the low vibe people because it's kind of a linear, it's a linear experience and we're not letting go of it in an instant way. That would change. We'd have to have a different belief in reality. We'd have to let go of, of how we think reality operates. So we would have to process this linearly and let the dark side continue to implode um, on its own. And then on the other side, it's the same thing. On the other side, where the lower vibrational consciousness is, they're animating this sort of versions of us. And they implode. And we carry on and nobody knows the difference, basically. Um, and right now, I just feel like I'm immersed in both. and I'm just, I'm in a fucking storm of my own, bouncing all over the place, because I'm trying to come to a resolution here. I know one thing for sure. The door out of here is vibrational, and it's reflective or representative or triggered. It's a physics encounter. It's everything to do with physics. And it depends directly on the f core frequency that I embody. I will find my answer and my exit and my new life when I embody a high enough frequency. And in the meantime, what freaks me out is I'm going to torture myself until I let go. I'm going to give myself one shitty experience after another with the odd epiphany here and there so that I'll let go faster from a higher self level. This is what I'm doing to myself um, until I begin to embody what the frequency I need to embody and to move forward as the master. And to get even more confusing is very little time could be involved here because you could literally be in an etheric, etheric type of reality where you spend a whole lot of time doing it and then without just what seems seamless, pop right back in and continue on and it's like nothing, no time ever passed. <clears throat> and I know that's odd to say, but I'm putting it out there um, because time is relative, it's direct. It's directly, uh, it's produced. We produce it. We create it by our frequency. Anyway, that's enough said. I'm so tired and burned out. I'm on my way with all great excitement to go park in another parking lot. And that's, I think, what kind of sort of pushes me back and forth is, yes, I'm grateful. I really am. And I do want to start my life. And this is spirit nudging us probably where we should be to start our new life, even if it looks like just, you know, a small gift, in a sense, of a place to park, which is actually a big gift, trust me. Canada needs to shape the fuck up and start treating uh, people correctly because you, you just cannot always be fully functional. Sometimes you'll go through an awakening and need time to heal or a mental breakdown or a bad relationship or whatever the hell it is, a life implosion, and you just need time to heal and stop being a slave just long enough to heal and then come back in and be a productive member of society. Um, I do want to say, yeah, okay, so anyway, you, you know where that's going. So yeah, I believe we're gonna, that's where we need to be, and we'll start getting back into life. I want to say one more thing. If you want to, oh, and that was the thing I was going to talk about, the, uh, I think, before. But anyway, globalism, and I'll just be quick, has sucked the life out of everybody, every community, every city, everywhere across the planet, has sucked the life out of us. And that is what the problem was all along. 
There is just no place to go but down in globalism. And you see it. I, could, I talked to somebody in housing, said the same thing, absentee rich people. They fucking own everything, but they don't live there. They're not invested in the community, and they just suck the money and the life out of the slaves that hold that community up. And that's what we need to fix uh, moving forward. And that's what's fixing. That's what's happening. And for those who did buy into globalism, it's insanity. You just, it's fucking fear-based insanity, and what's what's really blows my mind is it's been proven to be a fucking nightmare every time it's been enacted, every time that it's happened, from Romania to China to North Korea to Venezuela, it doesn't matter. Every fucking time it turns into you eating your pets to survive. You know what I mean? Like, it's just fucking bizarre that our students got that brainwashed that they're just nuzzling up to the shotgun with their toe on the trigger and they just can't wait to pull it. You know what I mean? It's that brainwashed. So I'm kind of in that sense excited <laughs> to be in a community that is aligned to community, to its community, to the health and welfare of the people within its community and that does has a distaste and does not want to continue to facilitate uh, or court or invite absentee community members to come and own and control the resources in that community and that makes all the sense in the world to me we can share around the world and we can be unified in our sovereignty and we can have a beautiful society around the globe but we can't do that under globalism because it's fake it's not unity it's slavery and it's fear and it's control Ah, let's leave on a higher note. It's sunny. It's beautiful outside. There's snow in the mountains. Um, can't ask for much more. It's deadly quiet in one of the busiest places in Canada, Golden, B.C. should be packed, and it isn't. It's empty, and that's perfect for us, and it's perfect for waking up other people. <laughs> okay, I'm going to leave it at that, and I'll talk to you later.